Hello, greetings, and good days, noon or night. It's all of you out there in podcast listening land, and welcome to 50 Years Later with me, Jim Baumgartner, where today we're going to venture back in time to 1995. Now, why that particular year? Well, we're going to start that discovery, because there were actually a lot of things that happened in 1995 that were... I knew relevant, but not as relevant as I know now. All these years later. Coming up on this edition of 50 Years Later with Jim Bumgarner. And welcome back to the podcast. We are going to be doing this a little different. It's still in the car. Still cool with that. And whatever the audio sounds like as it goes, you know, it is what it is. But it's so funny. And the way this particular subject, topic, how are we going to look at it, it's coming to pass. Uh, 1995, I don't know where you were, I know where I was at various points throughout that 12-month spectrum, and it was a very profound year for me, professionally and spiritually. Personally, honestly, it didn't really matter personal stuff that was going on there is so irrelevant to today, and it just is, so, but 1995 was actually a big year when it comes to my my eyes being open to things that I was already, like, I, you know, plugged into to an extent, no further than anyone else, as far as, like, <clears throat> excuse me, the realm of conjecture and conspiracy. Uh, you know, again, it's like it's one of those those particular, I'll leave it broad like that, as far as like those particular taboo subjects and nonsensical things. Flights of fancy, myth, blah, blah. All those really ridiculous labels. But anyway, I digress. 1995, I'm going to fast forward from the beginning to right there towards three quarters through. It was in August of 1995 that I had arrived at a radio station in Little Rock, Arkansas that really changed a lot for me professionally and again spiritually. Now this is not talking about some giant moment of clarity that came awash over me. Nope, not at all. But now I can look back in hindsight and I can see that the events that began in 1995 were a big culmination that would continue to remain with me to this very day. And when I look back at those times, the things I was doing, which I'll share all that with you shortly, um, all of that was very, you know, it's the thing that I could, that I've never been able to let go of. And again, it wasn't about trying to recapture what it was. I wasn't trying to recapture that, but the things inside of those experiences were and are why I am where I am today talking to you on this podcast. Now, as the uh, the days and weeks have been going, and years in some instances in regards to jimstorybox.com, you know, I've always had that desire to maintain an audience of some sort. 
But it's not for everyone. None of the stuff that I've done is for everyone. Maybe it is. I don't know. That's not really for me to say. I know I'm watching the growth of this podcast organically, and I'm very happy with that because I know the people who are listening, you, are the ones who are supposed to hear what I've got to share. And so, there we are. But this particular story that I'm going to tell you is... I, I, this is not a planned series. However, it's a direction, a planned direction, that's really been in the making since 1995. Over the coming days, I can see more of the topics really stemming from there. I need to sit down and do a little bit of research to kind of hammer down some other specifics that were going on at the time. Kind of pick, paint the picture just a little bit better. Uh, just in general, remembering 1995, like I said, I remember where I was professionally that has had a, a very long impact. Uh, okay, to summarize that real fast, uh, I was at a radio station in Little Rock, Arkansas, that had changed from our um, pop radio top 40 format to an all talk format on the FM dial. And I, you know, I could mention them, but it's really unnecessary. Um, but I was there and went in as a talk show producer and, you know, kind of a do whatever else type of thing, production, maybe babies at the joint, whatever. Uh, the opportunity came along at the end of August into September that I could do the Halloween special. And um, so I sat down and all the ideas came to me to build a block of programming from 6 to midnight that would air on Halloween night. I also came up with a promotional campaign that would be fun and get people engaged before the show. It was a two-week run. And it was fun, okay? The show itself was, it was a hit, man. I mean, it blew up. It was fantastic. And in those days, it was one of those things to where if you can prove it, well, then you keep doing it. And that's what I did. You know, they said, all right. And because in the process of producing that particular show, other things were falling into my lap. Doors were opening that I was just like, yes, the serendipity of it all. So anyway, uh, you know, after November 1st that year, 95, you know, I said, well, go for it. See what you can do. So I started putting everything together, booking guests, lining out a producer, all those type of things so I could host this thing. And... It was good. It was very good. But then my start, my launch date, kept getting pushed and kept getting pushed and kept getting... It didn't make any sense because, well, there was no reason for that to be, mainly because I'd already had a proven hit and the genre was really starting to shake around. And then we're talking about... Back it up. We're talking about the conspiracy conjecture topic as a genre. This is the early days of... Art Bell, the early days of Alex Jones, the early days of Jeff Rents, as far as gaining national popularity in a place, in the space. And at that time, it's like, it was my time, so I thought, to start moving in that direction. And so I was, and it was working, and there was no reason in the world for that not to happen. But the push continued and continued all through November, and then we get to December, and I finally say, okay, what is going on here? I had, you know, things booked and everything. I was having to push people back to be, oh, well, we're going to start here. Well, we're going to start here. And then when I finally confronted my boss and said, dude, what's going on? He said, well, actually, the show's been canceled. I was like, well, it hasn't even started. And uh, anyway, I was like, okay, that's enough. Prior to that conversation, I had gotten a call from... Uh, another friend of mine in the business who turned me on to another opportunity in radio where I wound up trucking out west to Oklahoma 
to take on a morning man a programming position, which was a good job. It was a lot of fun. Uh, that's really wild times out there as a young man will. Um, but the times, the, the things that came about in those times in 95 with that show um, have never left me, and they wouldn't leave me, and they couldn't. All I did, and again, now I can sit here and retrospectively look back and see that all of those things and all of those continued lessons and learnings really were, that was the biggest thing about what happened and transpired in 1995. It was the more organized way for me to begin a path and a search and research and meeting people and having experiences that can better back up in my own mind and my own experience and my own observations, perceptions, and reality of the bigger picture of things. And now where we are in 2022, going into 2023, I know now, now is the time to start moving forward with sharing these observations. And again, this isn't a matter about me wanting to be right. This is definitely not a matter of me wanting to be, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, famous and all that nonsense. That's, that part of the ego for me is so long gone, dead, and buried. And that's not a speaking from a point of or place of depression, acceptance, or giving up. Not at all. Far from it. Um, I just don't need that to... I don't need that kind of vindication in my life. I don't. I really, really don't. Um, I'm very content with the life that I have. I really am. It's funny. It's like as I'm talking to you right now and thinking about that, I'm saying that very honestly to you. And again, that point in 1995, which I'm going to share more about as the days and weeks continue, because they're important, because each one of those elements inside of there led to unknowingly lessons I needed to learn and I did and now I need to share some of that with you well the biggest one for me at this particular moment because there's actually a bigger one <clears throat> we'll go into soon is what I've been talking about since this season of the podcast began as far as getting any and everything you want involves three keys the imagination belief and action but it's not about you getting what you think you want, okay? You can have an idea of what you want, and there's nothing wrong with that. You've got to enjoy this, this experience, this life. That sounds so cryptic. But um, it does, okay? That, that's what that little lesson's for. But at that little bit, if you will embrace those three keys, imagination, belief, and action... If you will embrace those, I assure you, you're going to begin seeing something bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. Hmm. On that note, I'm going to wrap up right now. I got to get myself to my day job. I wanted to just hit a drive through real quick because I know I need to do the food thing. And I just know that we are, we're fit. This journey that began a couple weeks ago in a more solid fashion. Speaking of which, I did take the weekend off. I hope you did too and enjoyed what you had. But uh, we're going to do that. But I want to recommend something to you. Go to davidike.com, sign up for Iconic, and go to the David Ike John Rappaport interviews. That's all I'm going to say about that. There's no kickback for me in it, no commission, no affiliate program, nothing. But I really suggest that if you're hearing this, you need to go watch that. Now, it may be available other places, too. I don't know. But I do know if you go to Iconic, the uh, streaming platform that David Icke, well, David Icke's son Jamie set up, um, it's great. 
go to the davidike.com, click on Iconic, sign up, try the seven-day free trial, and go watch that interview with David Icke and John Rappaport from 1995. There's a whole lot of significance going on there, and everything that David said then is so spooky relevant now. It's amazing. We're going to go into that and so much more very, very soon on the next edition of 50 Years Later with me, Jim Bumgarner. Remember, imagine, believe, and take action. That's the biggest thing I can put on you. Now, I'm going to wrap this thing up. Have a great day, everybody.